Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you're always with us and that your love for us is greater than we could ever know. We pray that you'd fill each one of us with your Holy Spirit now, wherever we might be, that we might hear your voice speaking to our hearts today. Amen. So, good morning. My name is Steve Taylor. I'm one of the vicars of St. James. Uh, and this is our first stab at doing church online. Um, because the archbishops have suspended public worship, uh, I'm hoping that you've found our virtual church service page or found a link to it from Facebook or WhatsApp. Uh, and that you are meeting with God where you are today. Um, so we have been doing a sermon series on spiritual gifts, uh, those things that God has given uh, to his church to build up his church, to encourage his church, to grow his church. Uh, and ironically, in the first week where we cannot meet together in person due to the risk of transmitting the coronavirus, we've reached the point in our series where we're to teach about healing. Never say God doesn't have a sense of humour. So the idea um, in this is to look at those spiritual gifts God's given the church, how we can be equipped to see his kingdom come in our lives, in our communities. It was not part of the plan to preach about the coronavirus. However, if we're looking at God's gift of healing, we might also get some helpful perspective uh, on the chaos happening around us right now. Now, St. James, we always start with the Bible, so let's start with Mark's Gospel. Jesus sending out his 12 disciples to go and preach that the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus is clear they're not going to just talk about God's kingdom, but they should demonstrate it too. That means healing people, raising the dead, curing leprosy, casting out demons. The disciples were told to announce God's kingdom and at the same time to show what God's kingdom was like. So what is God's kingdom like? Well, clearly God's kingdom does not have disease in it. God's kingdom does not have any death in it. God's kingdom does not have any outcasts, as those who had leprosy would have been uh, cast out of the communities that they were living in. God's kingdom does not have any demons in it. How do we know God's kingdom is like this? Because whenever the disciples announced God's kingdom is near, people were healed. Demons were cast out. There was an increase in life, wellness and in community. Now we pray every week as a church, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. And so the difficulty is, when Jesus sent his disciples to pray, or to announce God's kingdom is near, they saw people healed. And so for us, there's two ways to go on this. One is to think, well, that healing stuff, the miracles, that was just the disciples. That was St. Peter, St. John, St. James. That's not us. Or we could think, hurrah, God's kingdom has no sickness. We can see all disease cured and sickness banished from our community in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I think both of these responses, both these ways those you can go down, just aren't biblical. Uh, the first takes healing is something that only happened around Jesus that, that remains as Bible stories for Sunday school and this doesn't fit with what Jesus said he says to his disciples freely you've received freely give there's no sense ever in what he says to his disciples that his power to heal is only for a limited time 
when we look at the Acts of the Apostles, what the disciples did after Jesus ascended into heaven, we see numerous examples of them continuing to demonstrate what God's kingdom is like by healing the sick, casting out demons, and even raising the dead. However, the second approach of God's kingdom is here, we're praying for healing, everyone will be healed in Jesus' name, is also flawed. It's not what's in the Bible. Jesus tells his disciples to preach, the kingdom of heaven is near, not the kingdom of heaven has arrived. So therefore we are living in an in-between time where the kingdom of heaven has come close to us, but is not fully here. If we think God's intended to heal everybody we pray for, then how do we account for those who are not healed? Have we prayed wrongly? Do we not have enough faith? Does the person we're praying for not have enough faith? All of these questions take us down blind alleys where God is withholding healing. And that can lead us to question our faith. A more helpful place is to start in the place we looked, we, we started three weeks ago, which was as we introduced the idea of spiritual gifts, we said, why has God given spiritual gifts to his church? And the answer is to build up his church, to continue his mission in the world. So we talked about the gift of tongues. So it's there to encourage and build up God's people. We talked about the gift of prophecy, which is to encourage and build up God's people. So what's the gift of healing for? Ha, well, (laughs) yes, it encourages and builds up God's people. When we hear testaments of healing, like we did at our last cafe church service, our faith is encouraged that God's real, God's at work in the world, hurrah. But actually... The gift of healing in the Bible is a way of demonstrating who God is to those who don't yet know him. In John's Gospel, the miracles are called signs. They are signs of who Jesus is. Show me an instance in the Bible of one of the disciples being healed. Show me where St. Paul receives prayer for healing. It said we see healing in the Bible where someone is demonstrating what God is like to those who don't yet know him. Now, praying for healing is a really scary thing to do, particularly if that person isn't Christian. What we're doing then is we are talking to them about our faith, we're talking about who God is, but then we're putting it on trial. If we're saying out loud, uh, God, would you come and meet with this person? Would you heal them uh, and meet the physical need they have in their body right now? Um, well, that's that's really scary because what happens if he doesn't? What happens if nothing happens? They've, you know, they would be in their rights to come and look at us and say, "Oh well, you know, whatever you believe in isn't real. What you talk about is rubbish. God is not here." Now, despite this, at St James, we do this on a regular basis. When we have healing on the streets on a Saturday, or when we did pre the coronavirus and social distancing, and when we do it again, we encounter people who don't know Jesus. And actually, rather than talking to them about what they believe or what um, their theology is, we start with, well, what do they need? What is wrong with them? What would they what would they like God to do for them? And so we pray that they would experience healing as a way of demonstrating that our words about God aren't empty, that there is a difference in the God we follow.
frankly, if we are saying to people that God is real, that he cares about them, they have the right to say, well, show me. Now, for me personally, where I have gone wrong on this in the past is to start thinking that what happens is down to me. It's about, do I have enough faith? Can I have the right words? Am I doing it right? Well, that's not faith. That's technique. God calls us to rely on him, to trust in him, to say, God, I've told this person that you love them, that you forgive their sin. Can you now demonstrate for them that you are all I have said you are? And at that point, it's up to God. He has complete freedom as God to move or not, to heal or not, as he wishes. But we believe in a God who is loving, who is caring and so passionate for people to know that he is with them and for them. And so we, as we pray, are opening the door for God to encounter someone. Now, as Christians, when we see people healed, we see faith rise in that person. And as a side effect, our own faith increases too. For us as a church, we are built up and we are, well, our numbers increase as people are healed and they come to faith in Jesus. And we are encouraged, as those who've been Christian for a long time, when we see someone uh, come to faith for the first time, we see someone stand up and say, I didn't know who Jesus was and now I do. The difficulty that flows from this is if we are seeing God healing people who don't know him. Well, what about us? What about when we come to God as Christians with our own pain, with our own need for healing and we don't receive it? My question to you this morning is, do you need healing? And by that I mean, does your faith in God depend on him healing you of the thing that hurts you? God offers healing as a sign of his presence, a demonstration of his kingdom, his love for people. He doesn't offer it as proof of his existence. God has always asked us to step out in faith and to believe in him without perfect proof. And, you know, biblically, Jesus did all these miracles, these signs and wonders, and some people still chose not to believe. They still asked for a greater sign. They asked for greater proof of who Jesus was. Some of us would say that over the course of our lives, we have experienced God. We've had prayers answered. And although we might have occasional doubts, we're prepared to trust that God is God. And we want to follow him. God has promised healing he's promised wholeness when we enter into his kingdom at last but actually here we are and in the here and now well we we live with a fallen world we live with a fallen nature we live with disease we live with uh, viruses we live with infections c.s lewis wrote we can ignore even pleasure but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. Pain is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. The truth is that 
God is looking for a relationship with us. He's looking for a relationship with all of his creation. When we have what we need, when all is well, we can fool ourselves into thinking that we can manage without God. It's actually discomfort and pain that focuses us on our continual need for God. Now, there are those at St. James who are in continual pain day by day. And I will be honest with you that I struggle with that. I have prayed and I do pray for God to heal them and to take that pain away. However, God's heart is not for physical healing in the here and now. It's not for perfect life now. It's for complete healing where we live forever in his eternal presence. Whether we have arthritis or asthma or cancer now, we will one day be completely healed and we'll be able to stay stand in God's presence as he intends. In the meantime, our calling is to look to tell people about God's kingdom. And when we do, we know that he will demonstrate that it's near. Now, when we talk about praying for healing, there's a whole lot of teaching about how we do that, the way we do it, what we don't do. Uh, and if you'd like to know more about that, uh, about how we pray, about when we pray, what we pray, uh, then Jeff is preparing for our Lent course this week. Obviously, we are not meeting all together in the light of the coronavirus, uh, but hopefully that will appear online in the way that Reverend Lawrence's teaching on uh, prophecy appeared online. In the meantime, we are living in the world of consequences. Uh, God provides healing, but if if we overeat, we put on weight. Uh, if we have too much sugar, uh, then there is a risk of diabetes. Uh, God is with us, but actually we have there are consequences from our actions. With coronavirus, um, God has not taken away our free will. If people choose to mix when they have virus symptoms, the virus will spread. God is always giving us choices and inviting us deep into relationship with him, relationship with each other. So we have to choose to care for each other in the way we stay separate, the ways we stay connected, the ways we look after each other. God's healing is a sign of his kingdom, a sign that it is near, even though it is not yet fully here. And so therefore... Uh, please know God loves us. God is with us. His kingdom is near to us. But primarily, healing is a sign for those who don't yet know God. And if we want to see healing, well then we need to ask for it. But we need to know that what God is after is uh, for people to be in relationship with him. If we're already in relationship with him, his interest is in those people who don't know. We will continue to pray as St. James, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as in heaven. We will continue to pray for healing. And we will continue to struggle when we don't see healing happen. But please be encouraged. As we look at this, as we grapple with this, God is not distant. God is not watching. God is not giving us black marks if we get it wrong. God is with us. God is loving us. 
and God is taking each step with us as we look to build his kingdom with him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you uh, for the gift of healing. Thank you for signs that your kingdom is near. We continue to pray for uh, your wisdom as to how we pray for people, who we pray for, when we pray. And most of all, we pray that people would know you. People would come into a realisation that your kingdom is here, that your kingdom is real, uh, that there is a chance to come close to you. And we pray you continue to build your kingdom in us and through us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.